0: Well, I guess this is what happens when you pick the Montreal team to finish last. Marie-Philippe Poulain, maybe she got wind of it, and she decided just to toss up a hattie and make it clear that the Montreal team is going to be one to be reckoned. It's time for... The PWHL Puck Drop Podcast. And welcome on into the PWHL Puck Drop Podcast. This is our second episode, and we're gonna look at the second week of games and some of the action that's happened, some of the news, the highlights, the performances of the week, and some of the trends that are happening. We're really glad you're joining us. This is really exciting to get this off the ground, and I got some great reactions online. So I'd really like to build this community together. You know, post your comments, let me know how you're liking it. I am dropping into the YouTube feed of the games and just saying hi and letting you know I'm there. But I want to concentrate on the action. I know the chat's been really fun and someone made sure to point that out. Showing the games on YouTube is just a genius move. I don't know if it was kind of something they had to back into when they didn't get rights with all of the local broadcasters, but it has worked out just great. There's a lot of fans just participating really really interested in what the names of the teams are going to be so jump on in there and join the chat and just watch the games um it's been great we did have a game postponed on monday night due to weather in boston so we had to go three or four days without a game and that was too bad but it made last night's games which was wednesday it made those games really really exciting two great games to watch So taking a look at the headlines from last night, we had a great performance by Taylor Heisey with two awesome goals against Toronto in their win. And then, of course, we had Poulin with the hat-trick in Montreal's first regulation win over New York. Those are both great games. Um, Here's the rescheduled game for Ottawa against Boston That's going to take place on Monday, February 19th um, at the home rink in Lowell, Mass for Boston. There was some really bad weather there, so that was too bad. That got postponed. So, yeah, I made the genius move of predicting that the Montreal team would finish in sixth place when I did my team-by-team previews just prior to last night, and you can catch that here. I'll post a link I just thought Montreal was lacking in offense from the back end and enough kind of forward push to help drive the team forward. And I did say that Poulin was capable of doing it all by herself. So she proved me right by scoring the hat trick. But actually, it was a really, really good team performance. Um, You can see that they outshot New York 35 to 32. Um, The first and third were really their strongest periods. New York did have some pushback in the second period. So Montreal has yet to play a home game. They are the only team that hasn't played at home, and that's going to be happening on Tuesday with New York visiting them for a rematch of that game. The um, Toronto against Minnesota game was also really great. Let's take a look at that. Basically, it was the Taylor Heisey show. I mean, she again scored the first goal for Minnesota right off the bat, and just, I mean, no goaltender was stopping that, just uh, pulled a move and slid it five-hole And then Sarah Nurse scored and tied it up until Taylor Heisey, with another just highlight reel goal, made it 2-1. to And then in the third period, Captain Kendall Coyne Schofield got her first goal, and that was just great to see. The three stars there were pretty easy. Taylor Heisey, Nicole Hensley, who stopped 31 out of 32 shots, and Kendall Coyne. You know, Toronto looked good in this game. Again, it just feels like what they're doing is pressing forward to get a goal and just not able to finish it off. I mean, I did say that I really thought Alina Mueller would have been a great pick for them. I was watching Jocelyn Rock and Sarah Nurse, though, and like you can't refute that they are just a great pair together. So if they could have had both, that would have been ideal. I mean, Rock is just, she is just a hockey player. She understands what her job is. She's good at what she does. She's playing a little more offensively the last couple of years. So I'm cheering for Toronto, but I had picked them to finish fifth. And based on last night's performance, you know, I don't see any reason to change that. So among the headlines of the uh, first, what is it? Seven games now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. We had uh, no home wins until Minnesota defeated Montreal three to nothing at the Excel energy center, that was great. That was at the Excel Energy Center, of course, in uh, Minnesota, and they had a record-breaking crowd on hand for that one. It was just great atmosphere, and the home fans went home happy. That was Grace Sumwinkle with the hat trick in that game. Um, let's just take a quick look at the summary there. Yeah, we had Grace Sumwinkle in the first period, um, no scoring in the second, and then Zumwinkle with her second, and then finishing it off late in the third and just a great goaltending performance for our favorite Maddie Rooney. She was a second star. And it's not that Montreal played badly. It, I think the vibes were just all Minnesota all day long. So that's why that one was just a great home win, finally, for one of the home teams. We were starting to wonder. So taking a look at the standings, Minnesota is the only undefeated team. The um, overtime loss at least gives you the one point, as Ottawa has here. So the drawback for Ottawa and Boston is that they've only gotten to play one game each. So they're going to just dwell here at the bottom for a bit until they get their next games underway. Um, We do have Boston playing against Montreal on Saturday in their home opener and Ottawa against Toronto. So they'll be able to climb back up when they get some wins. It's so hard to predict. If you check out my team by team preview, like I'm hoping every game is close. They've all been – Pretty close, either overtime, one goal, or you know, one team kind of takes the lead late and takes off. But the competition's been great, and hopefully these standings remain close. You don't want to see one team pull way ahead and someone just kind of um, suffering injuries or bad luck and being like, the bottom dweller. I also recommend highly checking out Haley Salvian's writing in The Athletic. It is a subscription base, but they're doing some great coverage over there. And she has an article here, what we learned in week one, with some of the great headlines, you know, Minnesota, Zumwinkle's goals, the shutout for Kareem Schroeder, and the booing of Marie-Philippe Poulin on the penalty shot, like we talked about. So everything is here if you want to catch all of that. And she's linking to the Sportsnet highlights, so that's great too. So one of the headlines for me for sure has been goaltending. If we go to the stats page... And look at the goalies. You can see that every team has played their backup goaltender at least once, except for Toronto, who has stuck with Kristen Campbell for all three games. And she has not fared that well, although she's looked good. So it's hard to fault her for the team's two losses, but her save percentage is there under 900. Um, She gave up four goals in the opener. Maybe if we write that one off, her stats would look better. But uh, Minnesota has gotten the best. Tandem goaltending from Rooney and Hensley, obviously. Montreal has gone ahead and gave anne renee Debian the night off, and Elaine Chuli from the Toronto Six got the start and got the, um, let's see, two goals again, so she had a great performance. Um, I really liked Emirates Mashmeyer's game. I should take that back. Ottawa and Boston haven't played their second goalie, but they've only played once. So is this a headline in the making? You know, Toronto has Erica Howe as their backup. Will she get a start this weekend? And what have you thought of Kristen Campbell's goaltending so far? Like I said, she she's made some really big saves, and a lot of the announcers said, you know, if it weren't for her, the score would be worse. What is that saying about the team? I don't know. Maybe I should have picked them in six. I'm still pulling for you, Toronto. I mean, Sir Nurse, you can come through. And note that Toronto did score the first jailbreak goal when um, Emma Malte scored a shorthanded game-winning goal and got their player out of the penalty box. So that goes in the record books for Toronto. But I'm really happy to see you know Hensley playing so well. I think you know she's got the inside track right now. I mean Debian, she's going to come through. If I dare say anything bad about her or Poland, they will prove me wrong. Another headline that I just wanted to have a conversation about is so far the attendance, the crowds, the atmosphere, the rinks they've played at. New York has played at both their locations um, in Connecticut and the UBS Arena on Long Island. And the atmosphere there was really good for a weeknight, although the attendance was still only about 2,200. But it seemed like the place was rocking. I think they only filled the lower bowl, so that's good. And I'm also interested in which jerseys you've liked best so far. We haven't seen Montreal's home jerseys, but we've seen all the others home in a way. Is there anything that's really caught your eye? For me, I really like the Minnesota dark purple home jerseys. There's something about that double striping that I think just looks really good. Those are really clean jerseys. I'm not sure what to think about Montreal with the sand color. Um, it It's sort of growing on me, but I'm not positive. New York is just Really, really good-looking turquoise. They're calling it teal, but to me, that's old-school turquoise. And they've looked great. Also, don't forget, as far as New York, this is just a side note, but their captain, Micah Zandy Hart, has been injured and not playing, even though she's been able to take the ceremonial puck drop face-offs. But we haven't seen her yet, so keep that in mind, that that's going to definitely change things when she makes her first appearance. Um, but the, the turquoise teal jerseys look great. I really like... Ottawa's home uniforms, Boston green. I just think the lighting there at the Sangha center was making everything look greenish. So adjust your TV settings, maybe. Um, which one do you like? I, the Toronto home jerseys look pretty clean. The All of the white away jerseys are a little lacking. So the solid colors are, are working for me so far. You know, maybe the league just feels more confident in those. I wish you could get player name and number. Um, I did notice that Brock Faber walked into the Minnesota Wild game sporting a purple number 13 Zumwinkle jersey. That was cool. And then she did the same thing uh, the next night wearing his jersey. So the crossover there is great. It's good to see the NHL supporting this. Can't wait to see these Montreal jerseys live. I mean, I think that dark burgundy is just going to look great. Drop a comment and let me know which one you like. Up next. It's the PDA up players of the week. Taking a look at the individual performances. Once again, we did have that hat trick, as I mentioned, and then we had another hat trick from Poulin and a couple of great goals from Taylor Heisey. Let's see if we can pull this up and see. There's the first, well, that's the second goal where she just pulled it. And I'm sure Campbell was thinking she was going to go five hole again, but instead she just roofed it. Um, being a right-handed shot, she was able to put that home. That was just an awesome goal. Yeah, Campbell is thinking I had the five-hole covered that time, and instead she roofed it. Um, And I've got a nice new printout of hi C. She's quickly becoming one of my favorites for sure, and my other favorite is over-my-shoulder Poulain, of course. And um, in my video, I was not too kind to the Canadian teams. I thought all three were going to finish in the bottom maybe it's the reverse jinx. So I'll take it. Um, What can you say? I think you have to be a fan. And right now I'm just cheering for individual players and like good gameplay and good plays, good goals and stuff like that. So it's easy to pull for different players right now. When the rivalry series kicks back up in February, of course, we'll split Canada, U S right down the middle. Our PWHL loyalties won't matter a bit and that's how that's going to work. So we'll see when that happens. And our two stars, like I said, Heisi and Poulin, both with three goals, one assist. So they are it's the PETA performers of the, of the week. And the top players are starting to show through as the games get played. You won't see the Boston and Ottawa players up here just yet because they're going to have to catch up. But, you know, Heisi, Poulin, Carpenter... It's nice to see Chloe O'Rourke with uh, three assists and um, defenseman Ella Shelton with two goals and one assist. So they're really making it a team effort. Abby Rock has definitely shown up. And then you've got um, Steckline Panic. You know, the names are there. Here's someone I wanted to look at, um, Catherine Dubois, who played in the game against New York. She was called up as a reserve player and It seems like what the deal is with those is going to be that they get to sign a contract for 10 games and get activated for 10 games, I believe, in a row. I think if she didn't play the games in between, it would still count as her 10-game contract. But Laura Stacey was out of action last night, and Dubois was called up, and she was noticeable. The announcers even said, you know, maybe she should have been on the roster at the start. So it's going to be interesting to see these kind of players step up and find their role. Really exciting. So I was really happy to see her succeed. I'm really happy to see the Czech players, um, Teresa Vanisova for um, Montreal and Krizova for Minnesota, have been playing well. Um, and sophie Bette also didn't play last night, so she's only played in the one game for Montreal. I think she was a healthy scratch. So this will get you know clearer and clearer as the season goes along. And another headline that I just quickly wanted to look at was um, a couple of the hard plays as the physical play gets more and more noted. There were a couple of near injuries last night. Sarah nurse playing against Minnesota was taken hard into the boards. I'm not going to remember who this is. Zumwinkle. And it looked more accidental, but just the way that they landed nurse got up and it looked like she had either hurt her ribs or her shoulder It didn't look great for a minute there, but she was able to get back into action. And then in the Montreal game, um, Kristen O'Neill was hurt, and it took her a couple of shifts to get back. Um, There was a lot of pushing and shoving in that Montreal-New York game for sure. Um, So about midway through the first period is when it looked like O'Neill was injured and Montreal actually got a five-on-three power play at that point. So the penalty rule has made it exciting. Uh, the physical play has really just moved it up a notch. So along with those stats, it's just interesting to take a look at the penalty minutes. Um, we have Lee Stepline at the top here with eight, and then just a bunch of people with four. But, you know, I think some of these names are going to start to look familiar as well. Um, Blair Turnbull doesn't shy away from the physical play. Aaron Ambrose, Jamie Bourbonnais. I mean, I don't know what their penalties are for, but that's interesting too. And plus minus is probably, as you would think, belongs to the Minnesota team. A lot of them are in the plus column. And if you went a few pages forward, you would find all the Toronto players with the negative numbers. By the way, this podcast will be available shortly on all your major platforms. Right now, we are just on YouTube and Spotify. By the time you see this, we might be on a couple of others, but I'll put links to those down below. Again, don't don't be shy. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you're thinking of the game so far, who you think have been the best players, what you've liked and not liked about the games, the broadcasts, the jerseys, the league in general. Uh, It's been really fun to cover, and I'll continue to do that here. And meanwhile, whatever platform you are on, hit the like button, subscribe, share, let your friends know about it. I will answer every comment that I can. So far, I think I've, Done that 100%. Well, let's enjoy the games. And that's it for our PWHL Puck Drop Podcast. See you next time. The PWHL Puck Drop Podcast.